0: One of the great players in Cardinals history, a Cardinal Hall of Famer, 17 years, Major League seasons, prime of his career right here in St. Louis. First year on the ballot, 10.2%. Next year, 172 a jump to 333 last year. And who knows what happens here in 2021. And we have the privilege to visit with one of the great Cardinals ever, and that's Scott Rowland. Hey, Scotty, how are you? Great to hear your voice. How are things going?
1: everything's great. Thanks for having me guys. It still sounds exciting on this end when you play all those, I got goosebumps those, uh, Cardinal man. moments there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt the,
0: the home run against Clemens. Is that the one that stands out for you? Maybe more so than some of the other home runs that you hit.
1: I, I, I don't remember that one. Which one? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That was a pretty good one. You know, it only propelled you to the world series, but whatever. I digress.
1: <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was one of those moments. I, I, uh, you may or may not know this, but I, I, Generally didn't get really emotional out on the field. And uh, I tell you what, coming around first base right there, I how I could have broke into tears going to second. It just kind of overwhelmed uh, just the, the moment. I felt like, I don't know, like that was our moment right there. You know, they had their moment in the first inning, really. And Jimmy, with that unbelievable catch, kind of takes it from them. And it felt like this was our chance to get back in the game. And, and uh, my opportunity, and I, I ended up being in the right spot. And, yeah, no, that was pretty cool scott for a
0: lot of cardinals fans that are around my age those early 2000s teams are something they're never gonna forget that was their childhood memories watching the mv3 have you had time now to be able to reflect on how special it was what you guys were able to do with those early 2000s cardinals teams
1: those teams were were phenomenal and and you know, just building those teams for for Walt and the organization. Just you know, going out and getting Malt, Mark Mulder and and bringing Supon in and Marquis. I mean, every piece just fit Woody Williams, Carpenter. You know, uh, they took a they took a shot on Carpenter after a couple surgeries in in Toronto. You know, we kind of forget that that Carp was struggling and sat out a year, and uh, before he even came and look what he ended up doing. So, just putting those teams together. Number one, it's it's easy. I think it was a fun team. All those teams were fun to watch because we We pitched and we played defense, and that was always wall's formula is he wanted to pitch and play defense and then what we found is that our offensive group we just there was just an offense there that you know Edgar andrea drives in a hundred with hitting about thirteen homers or something. It's unbelievable you know the consistency we had in that in that lineup and we put the ball in play we didn't strike out we had threats all over the place and and again it all it all came from. From pitching and defense, and maybe what people don't know is the the unity on that team, the closeness of the guys on that team, and Dan would know, you know, about that. Is is we were a little bit of a family. We were all kind of the same age, and we were all, you know, having married and, and having kids, and, and our kids were growing up together. So, you know, our wives were were all hanging out together. The kids were playing. We were on the road. And, you know, those were good times for us as well.
0: What is this, and speaking of your kids and your family, and I know you are such a close family group uh, with your parents being at every game just about in your Major League uh, career, which was so awesome to see. They were always at Bush Stadium or Cincinnati or wherever we went. Um, And now your kids have a chance to maybe see you go into the Hall of Fame. So I'm really curious what a morning like this is like for a guy that has a great chance to go to the Hall of Fame. What are your emotions like today?
1: mine mine i don't know I, I don't uh i haven't i haven't put it together yet i i know that i'm nervous about my daughter's basketball game tonight uh-huh 7 if you guys want to tune in is that going to be uh, on
0: youtube is there a channel we can get that on you know i'm not sure i,
1: I don't think so i do not think so <laughs> it's a road game so we are not able to live stream it from the from the gym but uh you know it's, it's business as usual like i said we have to We'll, we'll take her there. That's kind of the new protocols with COVID is they really don't ride buses anymore. So we'll ride together up there, and that'll be about the time that uh, the JV game will start at 6, and uh, she'll have to be there shortly after. So I think we'll we'll hang my My little man, Finn, said, how are we going to do this, Dad? How are we going to find this? We're going to drop the Rain off at 6. You know, he's getting all ready to roll. And I said, hey, bud, what's going on? I said, are you nervous? He goes, yeah, I'm really nervous. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so he's he was trying to get the schedule together to see how we were going to figure this out. Uh, driving driving to her away game and and be able to watch some of the the pre stuff. At the, so he wanted to know what time that started, and then six o'clock it's announced, and he's just saying the rain can't get out of the car dad until it's announced. And I'm like, well, she's going to go into the gym. It's going to be we're going to figure it out, but we're going to figure it out. And, and uh, so, like I said, business as usual on that part is my my priority is get my daughter to her game. That's and, awesome. Uh, Get my, get my purple sweatshirt on and, and uh, I don't have any horns or anything, but, you know, get my purple in today's world, get my purple sweatshirt and my mask on. So nobody knows what I'm, it's kind of cool. I'm nobody knows what I'm yelling, screaming, the <laughs> officials get get a break because they don't know where it's coming from.
0: I can't imagine you yelling at officials anyway.
1: In basketball, it's hard because I I grew up, you know, playing basketball and I, I have a working knowledge enough to be dangerous in basketball and you know, I, I I get pissed, as we all do. Shocking, right? <laughs> uh, volleyball, I I don't know enough about the game to be able. I'd be an idiot out there yelling. So, uh, it, it's fun to watch volleyball. Cause I just sit back and relax. And basketball, I get a little worked up and trying to get my daughter through the screen. You know, well, you know, so I'm I'm kind of up and shoving her through the screen and pushing her in help side. So, yeah, that gets a little rough.
0: You know, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, good buddy is is Ryan Spader, who's really done just a great job on, on certain Hall of Famers. Larry Walker, your former teammate, Tim Raines, we were talking about that earlier, and he grew up idolizing you, and so he took a liking to watching you play. And he texted me a couple of months ago, and he said, is Scott Rowland a Hall of Famer? You saw him for the better part of his career. I said no doubt he's a the best defensive third baseman i've ever seen and as we were going back and forth he said you know what's so cool is that scott is getting to experience this with his son and you just touched upon that a little bit what what has this been like for your son now who's getting older to have a realization of just the kind of player you were and the fact that you may be going into the hall of fame
1: well it's been cool and i i do i do thank ryan um larry larry walker and gary bennett put me in contact with ryan i guess they had talked and they're friendly and uh and Larry, you know, saying how much Ryan helped him and and it's been it's really it's been pretty eye-opening to me. Again, you may remember not may, know this, but I am not necessarily up on the advanced stats in the game. I find that Sabre shocking. <laughs> it's absolutely shocking. Right? shocking.
0: Yes, Scotty, like you like yes. I do. Scott.
1: Yeah. And he's and obviously he's one of the the foremost guys that are that are doing you know some pretty cool stuff math wise and and with stats and and so we had we had some some really good conversations down to earth guy you know great dude and uh, you know he kind of he's he's opened my eyes and and kind of there's been a learning curve here for me of of you know what I know of the game home runs RBIs and and I was I'm of the mindset that that Joe Morgan we sat. Uh, Joe and I sat when, when I was in Cincinnati and we'd eat lunch together every once in a while and it was Hall of Fame time. And, and you know, he kind of put my words, I guess, my feelings into words where he kind of said, you know, in his mind, if you played a generation or you played 10 years or, or 10 plus years in the game, you know who the Hall of Famers are as a player and you don't care what the stats look like. And I said, you know, those, that's, that's exactly how I feel. No, I agree about that. I mean, I know Chipper, I know Chipper Jones, a Hall of Famer. Now, does he have the stats back it up? Absolutely. You know, in my mind, Kurt Schilling's a Hall of Famer. What are his stats and numbers compared? I have no idea. I'm not sure what they are. But I played with them for six years in Philadelphia, and I wanted, we handed him the ball. And they handed him the ball in, you know, in Arizona, and they handed him the ball, obviously, in Boston. And he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know what the numbers look like. And, and that's kind of Joe's point, and he put it into words for me. And then Ryan talking to him he kind of came full circle and yes Schilling is a hall of famer and here's why numbers wise you know and i get to see kind of both perspectives of what i believe and what i feel and and the old school numbers that i look at because you know i I look at if you're gonna you know if you're gonna hit 300 and 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 30 home runs and drive in 100 and score 100 you're a superstar and all those other numbers are going to be there you know, your, your walks are going to be there. Your on base percentage is going to be there because I don't think it's possible for it to not be, but you know, in his, in, in, in this world, in, in his world, just the teaching of kind of some of the stats and what it means and, and where you stack up. And, you know, I told him, I said, man, I don't know. And he said, well, you should, you should probably shut up because these new numbers help you. And I said, I'm in, <laughs> I love these new numbers. And and so I got to talk about, you know, our families and, and whatnot, like you said. And, and the first, I mean, honestly, the first three years, you know, like I was busy with the kids and, and coaching teams and doing stuff. And and uh, it, certainly not a, a – I was very honored to be on the ballot and, and hear what was going on. Um, but that's kind of what we were doing as a family. As I was seeing what was going on, I didn't know where I stood. You know, as far as the voting goes, or I didn't know the rules of the voting or how the voting went, and I knew I needed five percent to get there. and You know, I, I told the story a few times. We we're waiting, you know, for Finn's basketball practice. I was coaching his team, and his practice was about six o'clock, and so we sat in a or six thirty, so we sat in the car that first year and waited, and he was convinced that I was in. My first year, first out hall thing. <laughs> me, and Jim, told me and Chipper Jones. We were all we were going to wipe the slate. You know, <laughs> he was he was absolutely convinced. And I said, you know, he goes, nope. "I said I'm not sure, bud." It's like, why, Dad? Why? And I said, well, have you noticed that there's a lot of interviews that go on at people's houses and whatnot when they get elected, like on the same night? Did you see any media vans or anything around their <laughs> house when we left tonight? Bud? I said, no. But no, but I don't think that. <laughs> I like, well, it may not. And I, I just told him, I said, hey, but we need 5%. That's what we're after, 5%. <laughs> he goes, all right. So it comes on 10.2. And, you know, I told Rick Hummel, the guy, yeah, he gives a huge fist pump in the back and opens the door. <laughs> Ready for practice. Yeah. Awesome. Opens the door at 10.2. Yeah, no clue. And, and then, you know, from there, Dad, what do we need next year? I said, we need to go north instead of south. <laughs> Just, just head north, and it doesn't matter, Finn. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm pretty sure south is bad. And, uh, you know, it, it climbs and climbs. And then, you know, again, talking to Spader, you know, I, I I caught, you know, great players on the ballot, obviously, all the way through. But, you know, I was treading water there a little bit. You know, Chipper Jones and, and uh, Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, you know, Walker and Trevor Hoffman, uh, Vladimir Guerrero at that time. Uh, Jim told me so you know what I didn't know is I survived some pretty tough ballots you sure did and, um, and uh, you know I feel terrible as I catch up with knowledge now I feel terrible for Jimmy Edmonds uh, you know I may I could have not survived that first ballot with Vladimir and Hoffman and I think four or five of them went in there and and uh, told me and, and uh, you know Shipper first ballot guys so you know they're, they're taking a lot of votes from a lot of guys so i'm fortunate to make it through that first one and and uh you know here we are so this is seems to be a little better ballot for me you know this year as far as first time you know hall famers go through and and uh he said he was hoping that this would be a good jump and a good year for me and i think with the preliminary numbers that you know he's kind of kept feeding me that maybe bigger jump than we thought, so that would be that would be amazing.
0: You mentioned that you know when you're playing with a Hall of Famer or playing against a Hall of Famer. You mentioned Jim Edmonds. I, I think it's a crime that he's still not on the ballot. In my mind, he is a Hall of Famer. Now, it might be borderline if you start going through all the numbers, but even analytically, he's very, very close. In your opinion, Scotty, you played with him. You saw him up close. What do you think of Jimmy Edmonds and being a Hall of Famer?
1: I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Famer, and you know, we watched him play center field every day, and I, you know, I don't know where Bay, where defense weighs in, you know, on on all this, but I know where it weighs in in my mind, and I know what he did in center field for us and how he played center field, and you know, the hits, some of the big, some of the big hits, some of the big home runs, uh, and just you know, he held down the 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 four and five hole, and at sometimes the three hole for the St. Louis Cardinals for a long time. I mean, and there's numbers to go with it you know, by all means. It's not just, hey, we really like the guy. You know, maybe you and I our feelings get in the way of it a little bit. A little and, bit. And I'm, yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But like you, um if he's not a Hall of Famer, there's I, I would like there to be a discussion about it. Absolutely. You know that, that, that let's make a good let's make a good case why or why not. You know, this is this is the situation. But uh yeah rough uh you know not not getting through that first ballot you know is that's, that's a hard one because we don't get to have that conversation
0: talking to scott Rowland in my mind and i believe in baseball's mind a future hall of famer here on 101 espn scott the final question that i have for you as you reflect on your career now and you've had some time to do so what is the thing that you're most proud of we all we can look at the numbers we can look at go into the championships what what for you stands out about your career
1: well, I, I normally cry when I say this, so I'm gonna try not to. But you won't know because I'm outside. My eyes are watering anyway. But um, t- to be honest, I, I I wanted to I wanted to get to the major leagues. I wanted to play in the major leagues. It was my lifelong childhood dream of what I wanted and and how I wanted to do it. And I told my mom first day of kindergarten, she asked how school went, and I said it was fine, but I think I'm just gonna stay home and play baseball. you know she's like well they of course both my both my parents are teachers she's like yeah we'll see how that goes tomorrow (laughs) i'm like okay (laughs) turns out i was headed back to school the next day but um it's what i wanted to do you know i I was one of those kids i played all the sports growing up and 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 i i got some opportunities and, and drafted and and you know moved along and my family as as dan said has been such a support and we're such a you know we're one we're just such a one group and uh no matter what we did you know we supported each other and and my brother sister mom and dad they supported me all the way through and and again when I when I got a chance to play in the big leagues and I got called up you know there's no there's no greater memory for me you know than my parents drove up from Florida got there in the middle of the first like the fifth inning and I'm out on defense and I watch mom and dad walk down those steps you know, to sit in their seat in the fifth inning with the two biggest smiles and grins and everything in the world. And that was, you know, I'm I'm choked up on the field at the time because you know, there it is. There's something accomplished and and as a group, as a family that we all got to experience, you know, right then and there. So from that opening day, I don't know, you know, for me, my, my time in there, I don't know how you go up from that. And there were some And there were some wonderful team moments, you know, without a question. You know, that 2004 NLCS we were talking about, you know, winning that thing and and standing there looking at the confetti with Matheny and, you know, Winter World Series and and the whole works. You know, those are huge, huge moments, you know, without a question. But, you know, my most memorable and and one maybe that I'm proudest of, as you said, is is making it to the big leagues and and having my parents – being able to witness my parents walk down and I, I kind of was able to feel what they were feeling, I think, as they walked to their seats.
0: So well put. Scotty, have a great night. Try to relax. Uh, I say this all the time. We were so lucky to watch – those two thousands teams play and you were right in the middle of it. And um, I just want to say you you were always so classy, so classy on and off the field towards me and others. And it, it, it never went unnoticed or appreciated. And I know how banged up you were and you played through so many injuries. So uh, the fans, I I know appreciate that. And so good luck tonight. uh, And I I just want to see you get into the hall of fame, whether it's tonight or next year, but you're, you're headed there, my man.
1: I appreciate all that, Dan. Thank you very much. I got to start stretching. I got a ball game tonight. You got it, buddy.
0: Thank you so much all right, for doing thanks, this. guys. Take you... care.
1: We'll see you soon. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors.
0: We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season.
1: You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial.